And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything in the English language there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in the Europe, and the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. More importantly, follow the show. That is at HEFPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash HEFPod is our source for all things Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. Eintracht had a fun weekend beating Hoffenheim. Well, one nothing is good enough for me. But what is more important is what is coming up. That's two legs at home and away against RC Wrestling Club Strasbourg to give us a little glimpse into uh, what we can expect from the reigning French League Cup champions who have uh, gone through two rounds of qualification, just like the Eintracht. I have Glenn Coley to uh, give us a little idea of what to expect from uh, Strasbourg. Glenn, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> no problem at all. So to get uh, now, just to get preface, uh, you run a uh, English language uh, thread for uh, Strasbourg. Give us a little information on a uh, uh, kind of what you what you do in terms of following uh, Strasbourg for anyone who is curious about another cl- uh, club outside of the Eintracht, say in Ligue 1, such as yourself. Yes, yeah, uh, at RCS English on score English. Um, basically, it started off as. A, fa- like a real fan account um, because there was nothing like that uh, about the club in English at all on Twitter um, and that was when I was still studying there so I was coming to the end of my uh, time living in Strasbourg going to games um, and then pretty soon after that it started coming quite a lot more like an official account I was translating articles from the club um, giving kind of daily news uh, a lot of like quite uh, journalists I'd respect started following it as well. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Johnson, who covers PSG. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of grown quite a lot since then. When I started, we were in the second division. We'd just been promoted up to Ligue 2. And then we spent one season there. And then came went up again to Ligue 1. And it's been just amazing being able to share the this, this rise we've had with, with people uh, English-speaking people around the world. Indeed, sounds fascinating. That's kind of something I wanted to get into. Uh, Strasbourg, uh, current reigning uh, champions of the League Cup, having won it in the 2018-2019 season. Uh, for you guys, uh, you guys have a quite interesting club history. Uh, one-time uh, winners of the French First Division. Uh, that can go all the way back to the 879 championship, but uh, quite a few Coupe de, de France's, Coupe de la Ligue, uh, the French Cup and French League Cup. But um, I'm more interested about Strasbourg in the recent history because, as you mentioned, uh, you were following them when they were in the second division, currently in the first division, but they actually had gotten demoted all the way to the French fifth tier and have climbed themselves all the way back up in recent years. Tell us a little bit about the kind of the fall and the rise of Strasbourg. Yeah, I mean, I I started supporting, as I said, in maybe like 2014. So I came sort of halfway through that rise, but I've been able to read up. um, Well, I've been running this account on what happened before then and kind of what 
what caused the the fall and then the rise back up um basically it was just we had a one owner uh jeff ahilali i think he was kind of the real the, the worst one that we had who he didn't care really about the the sake of the club um and uh basically after after that we were just slipping down the divisions um we i think went in 2000 at the end of the 2007-8 season we had uh 11 losses in a row um at the end of the season which basically confirmed confirmed that we were going down um and then the season after that we very nearly came straight back up um but on the final day we lost to Montpellier to and they got in ahead of us into the top three so I kind of that one shot uh, uh coming straight back up and maybe who knows what would have happened if we had was was kind of gone after that and then I think in the the couple of years after that it was kind of certain that we would we were doomed and that one way or another we were going to have to kind of drop down a, a few divisions and in the end it was uh it was the fifth year that we started back up in and I'd say that the kind of thanks to in 20, well in 2012 we had our current chairman Mark Keller come in and he invested in the team really kind of um made sure that it was set up in a much more healthy way financially but also I'd, I'd say in combination with that uh our fan base the core fan base that we had even before the financial problem stayed stayed with the team um and really kind of helped it pick it back up by by kind of still going to matches even in these kind of tiny stadiums around around the Azaz region and uh making sure that our home attendances were still kind of deep decent and i'd say probably about almost in five figures still um and yeah yeah we had regional derbies as well um in that time we always would get the the highest attendances against colmar and and schilte game um and it's just been uh incredible to see our rise since since 2011 up to the present day through the leagues and then last season winning the league cup indeed indeed quite the meteoric rise from just a just precipitous sort of fall just kind of going through that just uh kind of almost having to hit the reset button the fact that you guys have uh come through i think says a lot to the kind of fan culture that surrounds strasbourg as a club which uh, being on the uh, France and Germany borders, I have a funny feeling that it shares a little bit more of the kind of uh, environment that you can find in the Bundesliga as opposed to, say, uh, elsewhere in uh, Ligue 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think our, our chairman has said before that um, the, the club's model uh, is a lot... They want to try and aspire to a lot of Bundesliga clubs and how they're run and what the, yeah, the fan culture is like. For example... I don't think it's very common in France, but um, outside our stadium, we have lots and lots of kind of tables where you can sit together with other people and eat and drink uh, well before a game, often like two, maybe three, even three hours before a game. And that's something that I think is quite common in Germany, but not very much in France. So that's just one example. But um, yeah, I think uh, the, the enthusiasm that there is around the club from the fans um, you don't often see in other clubs in France. I'd say you could mention maybe Lens, who are currently in the second division and are still getting crazy, crazy high attendances. Saint-Étienne, 
maybe Marseille as well when they're doing well. That's the thing. I'd say that this is more maybe more conditional the the passion there. But yeah, yeah, no, I definitely would say that um, the uh, the geographically as well as as well as um, well the, the geography might even be a a reason to do with it. The why why um, the fans here are, are quite <laughs> similar to to a lot of Bundesliga and and uh maybe not i wish i i really wish our attendances were were quite as big as uh frankfurt's for example but we'll have to wait until uh our stadium is renovated to get anywhere near there right on and uh your stadium uh the eintracht will be visiting uh la mayo didn't I, did I pronounce it? la minu okay yeah that's the, the the way to pronounce it Right on. It does look uh, like a nice, compact, uh, uh, very intimate sort of a stadium that you can find definitely uh, around the Bundesliga, even with the modern stadium. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's almost, I think when I first visited, visited it, it reminded me of a few English stadiums as well, in the sense that the, the corners are, are filled in with seats. There's no kind of gaps. And I'm no acoustics expert, but I think you'll, you'll probably have people like that saying that that helps the atmosphere and keeps the the noise in. Um, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a. I couldn't. Uh, I could talk for hours about how much I I love the stadium, but <laughs> it is kind of is is looking sort of it's showing its age a bit now. And I think it's planned that in something like twenty twenty two, it's going to have a few uh, seats added to it to make to take it above the thirty thousand mark. And I imagine a little bit of a modernization at the same time. All righty. So you guys have uh, let's kind of get into uh, this season uh, so far that you guys have participated in uh, the French league. The French league league uh, got started a little bit earlier than Eintracht's own Bundesliga season. You guys have a couple matches under your belt so far. With uh, taking into consideration that you had uh, Europa League uh, qualifiers also partaking, what have you kind of discerned from uh, the Strasbourg team? Uh, this season, that uh, in addition to their league cut triumph, they also finished uh, mid table uh, in league. On what have you made so far of the team the, of the uh, 2019-2020 edition? Um, well, I think so far it's it's we're probably about where we should be. We didn't we haven't signed that many players so far in the in the transfer window. Only I think two senior players, uh, Jean Ignier Belgarde, who's a midfielder. And Alex Chiku, who's a central defender, I think that one especially was one we we needed, and he's he's looked impressive so far. Um, yes, our league results so far. We've played two games. The first one being one-one draw against Mets, which is which is uh, a derby. So we re- really would have liked to win that. And then last weekend we drew nil-nil with Reims, who are I think they finished eighth last season. So they're a, they're a decent side. But we did play in that game quite defensively. There weren't that many chances, which didn't make for a great spectacle. But uh, I would, I would happily accept that if we somehow managed to beat you guys, because you, <laughs> I could tell that our, our priority was was uh, making a, this European adventure a success. And I would, I would happily take that and uh, kind of turn a blind eye to our uh, if we were kind of in the bottom half or. Or something like that. As long as we weren't kind of uh, battling relegation, I'd, I'd I'd take that. All right. So here's a question that I have. Uh, Thierry uh, Lorre, 
I think is how you pronounce uh, your manager's name. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, how does he kind of set up the Strasbourg lineup on a match on a typical match day basis? Well, at the moment he seems to like three five two or five three two, but you, I guess, uh, in attack it's a five three two with overlapping fullbacks. Um, that's the kind of the formation that he's quite keen on at the moment. Because um, uh, one of our best players last season was Kenny Lala, who, who I can't, I don't have his stats. I think it's something like, it might be like something five goals, nine assists. Um, one of our best players last season, and that formation really kind of suits him to to bomb on forward and and try and contribute to scoring goals. Um, yeah, so that's how we usually set up. But given I have a feeling that maybe because it hasn't paid off so much in the league that he might maybe try something else, maybe more of a four at the back. And I think at, at times uh, last weekend, we actually did play with a 4-4-2 um, with Kenny Lala playing in, more in right midfield as opposed to right back. So, so it's, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he goes, that, goes with that um, tomorrow night. Indeed, indeed. Uh, kind of that being said, who is the main kind of adversary in the attack that the Eintracht uh, should be keen on paying attention to from Strasbourg? Mm, I'd say at the moment Ludovic Ajok. He's a he's a striker who's who's very tall, um, good in the air, and he's been in excellent form so so far. I think in in pre-season. He contributed to quite a few goals and scored in quite a few of our games. Quite um, a big guy at six six. Yeah, nearly yeah, two yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, he's he's probably been our best best uh, attacking player so far. Though we've had a couple out um, on international duty. For example, South African level Mutiba was at um, the Africa Cup of Nations until mid July, so he's only, really only just come back. But he was he's a, a useful player as well who uh, I, I think his main quality is his finishing. I think if you gave, give him a chance in the box, nine times out of ten, he'll, he'll be able to finish it. So if he can get his, if he can uh, arrive, get back to his um, form that he was in, definitely in the first part of last season, that could be a, he could be a dangerous player for us as well. Interesting. Uh, one, one defender that I had uh, kind of, see that i was kind of aware of that you guys had on your books uh stefan mitrovic he he's yeah. currently your guy's captain uh also has represented serbia on multiple occasions um he will be one who will know a couple of players on the eintracht's roster uh Gasinovic and kostic by name um what sort of uh leader is he when it comes to setting up the uh, strasbourg defense mm. I'd say he's, uh, I'm glad he's our captain. He really is kind of suited to that role. Uh, unfortunately, I think I'd say more recently, he's kind of slightly more error-prone. He hasn't led to any uh, direct goals, but he has just kind of lost possession pretty cheaply in, in the field a couple of times. But he's still a, a, a great player to have in defence. Um, really solid and a uh, good tackler. Uh, and... Even even though he's uh, kind of not native French, you could almost tell that the the other players really do listen to him, and and uh, he, he can get them going to to keep to their shape uh, almost as much as the manager does. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so 
If we can, all right, Glenn, we got a good idea of what Eintracht can expect from Strasbourg. What can uh, Eintracht expect from the fans? What can we expect from the atmosphere uh, in Strasbourg uh, come Thursday? Uh, I'd like to say that you can always expect what you what you're used to at the Commerce Bank Arena. That would be great <laughs> because uh, our fans uh, really do. They make noise for the whole ninety minutes compared to to in England sometimes where they only only sort of make a noise when there's a goal or when the team are attacking. That's something that really drew me to support the team was was the kind of constant atmosphere, uh, where, even when the team are losing, when there's a break in play. Uh, it's it really is probably the, one of the best atmospheres you'll find in France. And it can, I think, rival with probably quite a few in Germany as well. Mm. Um if they can have any kind of impact on the on the result tomorrow, then then that would be great. Interesting, because the Eintracht we travel in mass. Uh, we also make a lot of noise in mass, even when it is just as a traveling team. But I like the idea that it is just going to be a bumper crowd waiting for the Eintracht. Um, Glenn, we kind of covered everything that we can look forward to from Strasbourg and a little bit uh, the information about Strasbourg just in general. So if we can get you to make a bold prediction, where are you going to, where did the chips fall for you guys? What is your prediction for the first leg and just the tie in general? Mm, I think my, my head is saying that it's going to be a one, one draw that we, we might score first, but then you'll, you'll get an away goal that will, that will make the second leg a bit more tricky. Um, and I'm not going to give a score prediction for the second leg, but <laughs> I, I think that I, I'm basically going there more in hope and expectation for the second leg. Excellent. Uh, uh, you I, will be in attendance? I will be, yeah. I'm going there on the supporters coach from Strasbourg. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for it, like, regardless of what the, the score will be. I think the fact that we've, in a way, when the draw is made, on paper, it was kind of the worst draw we could have got because you were the, the best of the five of the best five ties we could have had as it as in the strongest team but in terms of atmosphere in terms of getting to go to such a, a big stadium in a, in a city like frankfurt it was almost the best draw we could have had and um, so yeah i'm really looking forward to it and uh if we can produce a miracle against you guys then it could be something that i remember for years to come <laughs> indeed indeed something i think that the eintracht fans can say hey we it this was a proper test into the proper part of the league. We got the cup solidly underway, and now we get a proper team in the Europa League. Not exactly what we originally were thinking. We were like, ah, crud. Uh, got a big five league, but hey, we're going to have an atmosphere that will encapsulate what uh, the importance of this means for both clubs. Because for, I, for both clubs, in my personal opinion, this is a massive, massive deal, especially in terms of how the rest of the season will shape up. I will put my prediction out there. Uh, I will stick with what I put on our pro- our previous podcast, which reviewed every- all of our Bundesliga action. I'm sticking with the 1-1 as well. But I think uh, yeah. once it gets to the Commerce Bank Arena and the la and the roar that comes from the Eagles fans, I think that the Eintracht will go through comfortably. But, Glenn, I'll say this much. You will, you will enjoy the moment because... Uh, football is all about moments and league cup winning and everything else aside. Don't you just want to have moments to just treasure as a fan? Exactly, exactly. I I think it's the 
I haven't been this excited for a match since the cup final last year in just in terms of the how how big a game it feels the what's on the on the line basically if we if we get through we're in the Europa League group stage which we haven't experienced for for years um it's something I'm re- really looking forward to uh and and um I hope the Strasbourg fans can give a good account of themselves uh, alongside next to um, the the huge amount of fans who have there Indeed, indeed. All right, Glenn, where, uh, that being said, we have our predictions in the bag. Uh, Glenn, where can we follow your work that covers Strasbourg in English? Uh, okay, on Twitter, that's where we, I basically uh, uh, spread info about, uh, okay, cut that down. <laughs> that was, we can uh, get rid of that. Um, on Twitter, it's RCS underscore English. Um, that's where I post news articles sometimes the occasional meme about uh rc strasbourg um and we're not on facebook at the moment but it's something that i'd uh, maybe been considering but yeah that's follow us at rcs sunscore english and uh you should get to know a lot more about the club excellent excellent and you can also follow us and hey i Hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt at HEFPod on Twitter. That is uh, Facebook.com slash HEFPod. Me, uh, uh, Brian Sanders, at KCSGE. I'd like to thank Glenn for joining us for this episode of Hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt, previewing the impending first leg and getting an idea on what everything that is Strasbourg. Thank you, Glenn, for joining the podcast. And from all of us here at Hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt, thank you for listening. Cheers!